follow the money. Money makes money, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Matthew 25 verse 29. Albert Einstein made the same observation when he stated that compound interest was the eighth wonder of the world, the greatest mathematical discovery of all time or even the most powerful force in the universe. Whichever version you prefer, you can't miss his message. Never underestimate exponential growth. Zero to one by Peter Thiel. There's a couple of things that I wanna cover in this book. I wanna talk about this book because I know a lot of us wanna invest in ourselves or invest in a business or something that will help us grow our money. And this is the way we make money, right? We make our money work for us. So this book is really valuable and I would definitely recommend it. This book talks about examples of Google and Facebook. It talks about the dot-com bubble. It tells us the difference between globalization and a monopoly. And it actually shines a light, a different light on monopoly because we look at monopoly like it's a bad thing, but actually, Every business wants to be a monopoly. I'll explain that later, but I want to get into definitions today, cash flow, profit, compound interest, equity, distribution. These are all things that we have to read up on while we're starting our business, when we're starting our business, if you're an entrepreneur. A lot of the times as entrepreneurs, I know me at first, I just started. I didn't really think of the foundation, but there's a whole chapter in this book dedicated to foundation and how you're supposed to actually build up your company in order for it to be successful. So there's a lot of valuable information in this book. I also love how he talks about horizontal progress versus vertical progress and just the business principles that we should always follow when you know we're we're working on something we're investing in something and we want it to succeed some of his business principles are we should always focus on product and not pay always trying to make our product the best for our consumers giving them more value than we get money and this always makes for a successful business and valuable returning customers and I find out that's very important as well. And when you focus on product and not pay, marketing is not as necessary as necessary as we think it is. Of course, marketing and advertisement is so important and he talks about that. And a lot of the books that we talk about talk about advertisement, whether we realize it or not. And psychocybernetics it talks about hypnosis and we're always being hypnotized by something. We're always being sold something. When we're watching TV, when we're on Instagram, when we're on Facebook, we're being sold. And the best way that companies do this is by making us think that we're not being sold. So there's a really, there's a method to the madness in advertisement. And I have a perfect example of this because the other day, literally like two days ago, I went to the store and I just felt the need to pick up a Reese's Pieces Buttercup. And I'm eating it on my balcony while I'm scrolling through YouTube. And I realized that on the top of my YouTube feed, 
it's been there for a while. I knew, but I didn't know. Subliminal messages, again, as we spoke about in Psycho-Cybernetics. If you guys didn't check out that book review, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend the book. It's all about the self-image, but we don't realize how many things get into our minds because of what we we take in and we take it in through social media and a lot of the times we don't even realize that we're being sold so back to the Reese's Pieces so I bought the Reese's Pieces and lo and behold YouTube had this Reese's Pieces advertisement right at the top of my page every time I open up YouTube and it says blatantly do you want a Reese's cup are you are we making you want a Reese's cup that is the advertisement so the whole point of advertisement as it states in this book is to not sell you the first time it is to keep impressing upon you so you eventually go out and buy the thing it's a long-term strategy not necessarily an instant reward so that was very telling to me because I often get annoyed with advertisement, but don't think that you're not being sold. We're all being sold. And if you, do, if you don't think that advertisement works on you, I really suggest you, you read Psycho-Cybernetics. But I just find it very telling about advertisement in this book. He also talks about, he talks about compound interest. And for you that don't know what compound interest is, it's when your money starts making money for you. So the money that you already have is making money on top of what you already have. Compound interest is the addition of interest to the principal sum of a loan or deposit, or in other words, interest on interest. It is the result of reinvesting interest rather than paying it out so that interest in the next period is in then earned on the principal sum plus previously accumulated interest. Compound interest is in finance and economics. Then it talks about cash flow. Cash flow. A cash flow is a real or virtual movement of money. A cash flow in its narrow sense is a payment, especially from one central bank account to another. The term cash flow is mostly used to describe payments that are expected to happen in the future are thus uncertain and therefore need to be forecast with cash flow. A cash flow is determined by its time, T. You know what? Let me just explain this to you guys so I don't confuse you guys. So cash flow is what you need in order to continue to fund your business. And that's why it's so difficult in the beginning when you're just starting out because it's really difficult to have cash flow because there's no profit. So... In every business, we're looking to figure out how can we make more cash flow so we could keep on funding our business. And this is where a lot of businesses, they aren't able to get off the ground because they don't have cash flow. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're hustling and bustling, if you're unable to get someone to fund your business, you have to find somewhere to get the cash flow in order to keep your business up and running. And a lot of us, we, we feel like, oh, working for somebody else or hustling in the meantime is, is frowned upon. But actually, it's the smartest thing that you could possibly do is to prove your concept first, number one, 
before you quit any job, before you do anything like that, is to prove your concept and to be able to fund your 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 business. And the only way you're able to do that is with cash flow. And if you know that you're unable to do that when you start off, you need something to to flow into the business. And that's what cash flow is all about. You could say that a lot of businesses, which it explains in this book, it's focused on annual revenue, like the profit at the end of the year, instead of cash flow. And that's um, a mistake. This book talks about a lot. It also talks about the dot-com bubble and how this dot-com bubble kind of reminds me of Instagram. Again, this is my opinion, but with Instagram, we see that so many people feel like the likes or the followers, so to say, are the value. And the more followers you get is how valuable you are or your brand is and that's not necessarily true i know so many people with so many followers and they're making no money so if you don't know how to sell to those followers if you don't have a niche so particular to what you're doing and the people that are actually following you are keen to that niche you really don't have a successful business. And we see this all the time on Instagram. The conversion rate for Instagram is just so low. I don't know how people make money on Instagram. But that is something to really consider when you're starting a business. You don't want to start a business with high competition. And this is what the book really explains, right? We always think that competition is good but not necessarily competition steals from you and competition often mimics and copies originality and this is what i really want to get into because i see this on and this is like a very like business like i understand if not a lot of people want to take this one in because this is about startups startups and entrepreneurship but i find that a lot of people that listen actually are trying to start their own thing so why not talk about this um so anyway so competition competition is not necessarily the greatest thing and we see this all the time for example in amazon on amazon fba if you guys don't know what that is it is an online business where you could potentially make a lot of money a lot of lot of money but it's so risky nowadays because the competition is so high and people are literally looking to see what product you're selling in order to copy it copy it um provide lower margins so there's no profit and it it fails the business and competition and globalization actually go hand in hand. Uh, and the book talks about China being an example of this. So China, we think about China and China like produces like no other. But if you think about how they produce, they literally mimic a brand and they just they just copy it. Right. They just. What is the word that I'm trying to look for? Knockoffs. <laughs> they just knock off a whole bunch of different brands. And that takes away from your brand. So competition is not necessarily always a good thing. You want to find a niche 
with low competition, but it still has a market. So things that people are looking for with low competition that uh, not a lot of people are, say, selling or etc. And a lot of people think that globalization is a great thing, but it actually it actually compares globalization, say, our example with China, how they mimic and knock off everything and it makes it available to everyone in the whole world, right? But where's the originality? Nothing new would ever get built if we're just focusing on globalization. Actually, we need to be focusing on if there is competition, because if there is competition, it's it's healthy, but to a certain extent, right? Because when there's just enough competition, you could create something of your own. The whole point of starting a business is not to copy exactly what somebody else is, is doing. It is to be true to you. What is What is something that you like, right? And then make it personal to you. So making it original to you, not necessarily just mimicking people. And we see so many freaking copycats. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And it it destroys business. It destroys the future. And this book talks about it. Because we think that monopoly is such a terrible, terrible thing. And as a matter of fact, the book just changes your whole perspective on what a monopoly is. So this is what I want to get into next because I don't think I could explain Monopoly the way the book does. So let's just get into what the book describes as a monopoly. Monopolists, by contrast, disguise their monopoly by framing their market as a union of several large markets. A monopoly like Google is different. Since it doesn't have to worry about competing with anyone, it has wider latitude to care about its workers, its products, and its impact on the wider world. Google's model, Don't Be Evil, which they took out, is in part a branding ploy, but it's also characteristic of a kind of business that's successful enough to take ethics seriously without jeopardizing its own existence. In business, Money is either an important thing or it's everything. Monopolists can afford to think about things other than making money. Non-monopolists can't. In perfect competition, a business is so focused on today's margins that it can't possibly plan for a long-term future. Only one thing can allow a business to transcend the daily brute, the daily brute struggle for survival. Monopoly profits. In the book, it talks about how you can become a monopoly, a healthy monopoly anyway. We're not trying to take over the world like Pinky and the Brain. But in order to become a successful or a monopoly at all, it says that you need to look for problems that people aren't proud to talk about. There's definitely a market there. And it just gives you different strategies. I'm not going to give you give it all away. I want you to read the book. It's so valuable. You could find the book on iCloud Library. I didn't find the link for you guys. Let me find that link for you guys so you guys could read these books. But you could get it at the library online on your phone. All you need to do is download the app. It's iCloud Library. 
and sign up for that library card so you could get access to all these free books. Of course, after you read it, you're going to want it on your bookshelf, but that's a different story. So this book is super valuable, guys. I just want to leave you with a summary of what entrepreneurs learned from the dot-com bubble because it was like so valuable. And like I said, it reminds me of these times where we're just going to see. Uh, this is my opinion. Let's just stick to facts. So make incremental advances. Grand visions inflated the bubble so they should not be indulged. Anyone who claims to be able to do something great is suspect. And anyone who wants to change the world should be more humble. Small incremental steps are the only safe path forward. Two, stay lean and flexible. All companies must be lean, which is called for unplanned. You should not know what your business plan will do. Planning is arrogant and inflexible. Instead, you should try things out, iterate, and treat entrepreneurship as experimentation. Improve on the competition, not copy. Don't try to create a new market prematurely. The only way to know you have a real business is to start with an already existing customer. So you should build your company by improving on recognizable products already offered by successful competitors. Four, focus on product, not sales. If your product requires advertising or salespeople to sell it, it's not good enough. Technology is primarily about product development, not distribution. Bubble era advertisement was obviously wasteful, so the only sustainable growth is viral growth. These lessons have become dogma in the startup world. Those who would ignore them are presumed to invite the justified doom visited upon technology in the great crash of the 2000. Now, like I said, I'm going to leave it here. This book is really has a lot of valuable information. It's one of those things where I feel like you really need to read this book for yourself. It just registers and kicks into you. And it, it just makes you confident going forward in your business and knowing what you have to do to improve on it. So wherever you are, just know that you could you could make your business successful. You could do it. I love you guys. I'll leave the descriptions and the links in the description box below i'll try to find that icloud library link for you but it's an app i promise you all you have to do is go on your your phone and download the app it's called icloud library if you want to join this book club you could go on my website and sign up for my email list i highly recommend that so you could get the latest from me and yeah, I'll speak to you guys next time. We have two more books to go in this series of the book review. And then after that, I think I'm going to start a new series for Bible study, studying the women and the men of the Bible. It's very interesting. Oh my gosh, I've been reading the Bible all month. And wow, it is like the words just do something to you. It activates you. So I want to activate you all. And I'm excited to do that. So I love you guys and I'll speak to you guys next time.